Hello and welcome to this episode of From Campus to Careers. My name is Adam and I will be hosting today's episode. Joining me in just a moment will be recent graduate Jordan Smith. Me and Jordan will be talking about the importance of starting early with your placement and graduate search, particularly for those roles with big companies, such as where Jordan now works at PwC. So let's meet Jordan and get started. Hello, Jordan. Thanks for joining us today. Um, I've just gave our listeners a little bit of an introduction to yourself, but could you, in your own words, let us know a bit about yourself and uh, what you've been up to since you graduated? Yeah. Hi, Adam. It's uh, really great to be speaking to you today. Um, So I studied politics and international relations at Aston, just graduated this summer, had a nice uh, nice little break. And then um, just this October, I've started my graduate role as a management consultant at PwC. Perfect. So how, how is that new graduate role going? How's it going working in, like, I'm guessing you're in a bit of a virtual environment at the moment? Yeah, yeah, spot on. Um, so I received all my work at home, work from home gear um, from PwC in early October, laptop, mobile phone, all the kind of fun stuff. And yeah, it's I'm currently on my fifth week of a six-week virtual training course which has been really intense but um it's been really well organized and learning so much stuff and uh, the of, company have really set us up for like work from home it's been really really polished what kind of things have you been doing in the first kind of few weeks can you give us a bit of insider knowledge uh yeah so a lot of it has been learning how to use some of the key software that the term uh, that the firm uses um of course um if anyone has um kind of stays up to date with, with the workplace at the moment, they'll know that like kind of like data and analytics are like really big, like kind of information is said to be and data said to be like the new oil. So using the kind of like tools that are going to help you process that kind of data. So um, like Microsoft Power BI and things like that. We've done training sessions on that. Your standard like Excel upskilling and then some really fun sessions learning about um, global trends and how they're going to impact our clients. So uh, my politics modules from Aston came in really handy there in those sessions, showing off a bit of knowledge. Perfect. So today we, we're talking a little bit about the importance of um, applying early for uh, placements and graduate roles. So can you remember from your own personal experience at what point you started applying for um, both your placement and your graduate role? I think um, in both of those times, I uh, was on the real early side of, of starting applications. I think for placement, it was probably in the September of the term. And graduate role, I think my first application may have actually been sent off on the 31st of August or something like that, like right at the end of August. So I was keen to get it early. uh... That's really good. So what kind of drove you to want to apply that early? Um, You know, what kind of instigated you thinking, you know, I need to get this out as early as I can? I think um, when I was in my placement year, the reason I did it is because looking at my modules for the year, I knew that I had a lot of summer exams coming up and that semester two was going to be quite busy. And I knew that the marketplace was quite competitive. So I wanted to ensure that, you know, I, I figured that the more time went on, the more those kind of great opportunities might get snapped up. So I wanted to make sure that I, I got one for me before they kind of like um, they started to diminish and it became a bit more difficult. Yeah. And, kind of I suppose add into the fact that you are currently working for PwC and a a lot of the 
the the bigger companies say um, do tend to close their roles a bit earlier due to the the demand, I guess, um, in terms of the amount of applications they get through. So, yeah, especially if you are looking to um, apply for some of the bigger companies out there, it it is really important, as you said, to um, kind of plan ahead and try to apply early. So, what do you think? benefited you from applying early do you think you you managed to get a, a, a guess ahead of the game or you know what were the benefits i think it gave me that breathing space to put real quality into my applications so rather than being concerned about um because often on the first days of an application there'll be perhaps like a initial deadline for that first written application or just kind of filling in a form about yourself um because I was doing it so early, I never really had to worry about those deadlines. I just had to take consideration of what information I was actually putting into it and making them as good as possible. So it kind of removes that extra worry of, oh, oh no, as well as doing this well, I've also only got like a day left to do it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I guess that kind of moves on to my next point quite well in that, especially term one, it's particularly busy and particularly busy for final years. So when we're talking about, say, graduate roles, so... How did you kind of juggle everything else that you had going on, whether that be studies, a part-time job or a social life alongside all of the job applications that you were making? Yeah, so I think what I did here really is what I kind of learned from my process and my placement, yeah. Because I think I did that kind of just, it was too much make it up as I went along kind of scenario or find a random placement on a certain site, apply for that forget about it, do a bit of uni work and not really have any kind of structure or organisation. So in final year, obviously I knew it was really important, yeah, and I was really motivated to get a good graduate job. So um, I kind of obviously, like, you only receive your timetable for your lectures, but then I created my own timetable of when I was going to do work on certain topics, like block out, like, two days a week to work on my dissertation. And then also, in really importantly, block out time for myself, block out time to see my girlfriend to go on a run, um, you know, just chill out on an evening, play some games with my friends or, you know, play PS4 or something like that. And uh, to achieve that balance, I think, uh, and now I'm in the workplace too. If you look on a lot of people's calendars, if you try and invite them to a meeting in the middle of the day or like on an evening, they'll be like inaccessible on their calendar. They'll have put like yoga or walk or lunch with family or something like that. It's really important to make sure that you put that time into to give yourself that structure, I think. Yeah, I think that's super important, really, um, particularly this year for our students who might be feeling the pressure of, you know, uh, an even more competitive graduate jobs market or placement market at the moment, feeling like they've got to um, really, you know, go above and beyond. But while while that's true, um, you also have to take care of yourself, your own mental well-being, your own physical well-being. So it's really important, as you said, to find that kind of balance and as you said structuring your day or your week um, or the next month ahead might be a really good way to do that to make sure you can kind of get everything in um, and make sure you're not kind of I guess burning the candle at both ends Um, so did you have like a bit of a system in place or anything for traffic tracking applications uh yeah um, especially for my graduate role had like kind of like a rudimentary Excel sheet um, because having been through the process of applying for placement roles, I knew that most companies that I wanted to apply for followed the same 
um, like application structure in terms of your initial green application, then perhaps some like online tests, like maybe a numeracy and literacy test or something like that. Then perhaps like an online interview, then probably an assessment center before finally completing an interview. It, it differs, of course, but like that, that's the kind of go-to model. So if like kind of each stage to track where I was at with different ones, I had like a traffic light kind of system like for that state. Yeah, send the application green or find a specific role, list it, then send the application, then I'd like um, trigger it as red or something like that. And then I'd keep um, links to where I found that job to actually like look at the job description and remember like, what key skills or, or what that job specifically entailed if I didn't have a chance to apply for that when I found it. Um, because it can get really overwhelming when you're looking for so many different jobs because there are a lot of opportunities out there um, and to make sure you've got all the information to hand. And I'm kind of like an old school note taker too, so I always used to keep my notebook handy um, to kind of keep the notes on any jobs I found, yeah. To be honest, I kind of wish I, I would have used a system very similar when uh, I was uh, doing my graduate applications. I mean, this was years ago now, not to age myself or anything like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, it can be really difficult when you um, perhaps are applying for such a volume of um of roles that you need to keep track of not just what that role is uh, or sorry what the title of that role is and where that role is but you ideally you want to kind of know a bit more about that role because for example that job description that you saw might not be available when they come back to contact you and to asking about assessment center or an interview so kind of really storing everything in one place and having as you said that kind of tracking system where you're using a bit of a, a traffic light system I think it's like a really good tip uh, for students yeah, looking for definitely, and 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 alongside that, like I, like like you just mentioned there, like I did keep like some additional information alongside it, kind of like the salary, and uh, yeah. for me, um, like the location field was really important too. Like I was flexible in where I was going to be based, but if I was being realistic, I knew that I did want to stay in Birmingham. Mm. Um, so you know, when I was comparing applications, I was perhaps putting a bit more focus into that ones that where I'd put the location is Birmingham. So it kind of helps you prioritize when you've got that list of ones that you think, oh, what tasks do we need to complete next? Well, then, you know, if you've got two tasks to complete, one would be for like a Birmingham related job and one was a London job. I know I'd make sure I did the Birmingham one first because that's my priority. Yeah, that's it. The reality is that some roles will be a priority over the others because maybe they have a better salary or they have a better location for you or they're just more aligned to your career aspirations. And it's, as you said, that kind of traffic tracking kind of system through an Excel spreadsheet, I think is a really, really good way to kind of keep on track of all of that stuff. Because, yeah, the, the volume of applications I remember I was putting out when I was... Um, after I graduated and during uh, my final year, it's, it's it's just so difficult to keep track of. It really is. Definitely. Um, so yeah, where where did you kind of look for roles? Uh, like, where, what kind of websites did you use? Um, well, before I went to websites, what I do is really, I think, really recommend attending careers fairs that the university yeah. like um, organizes because. Sometimes I go there and be like, wow, no way. That kind of employer offers that opportunity. And otherwise, it might have just been hidden behind like a million links on a website. So just kind of seeing that would, and, you know, and speaking to people from the company to actually learn about the role rather than just um, a kind of descriptions we post online, I think is one 
other tip I would give. Um, I think Aston. What, what's the? There's like a there's like a jobs uh, a jobs tool that I use. You'll know the name of Aston that. Aston Futures. Aston Futures. Sorry, I've only been, I only graduated. In June <laughs> and I've already forgot that, but no, I promise that was <laughs> really really useful. Aston Futures, um, for especially the filtering systems, like I said before, filtering based on location and industry, and then the kind of also um, non-university specific versions of stuff like that, like target jobs. And one final one I'd recommend too is actually LinkedIn. So other than just for networking, the kind of like job search function on LinkedIn is super helpful. Um, Because again, you can filter by location and there's often quite a long description and and links to apply directly, perhaps through LinkedIn. So yeah, that's what I'd use. Yeah, definitely. On LinkedIn, I know, like as you said, a lot of companies have a complete profile on there. It's not just a a quick edit. You know, you can really learn about a lot about a company and you can almost see everyone that works there all in one place, really. So as you said, that's a super good tool. And yeah, again, Aston Futures, um, and all of the kind of uh, opportunities that you have there. Um, so when you kind of started thinking about, okay, right, I need to look for my graduate role or even back when you're looking for your placement role, did you get any support from the careers and placements team in terms of preparation of your CV or preparing for interview, anything like that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I was quite confident in doing those kind of tasks when I was playing for my graduate role. But when I was doing my placement applications, I felt really out of my depth with, like you say, making sure the CV was correct, approaching some of those assessments. And I think um, at that stage, we had like a dedicated um, kind of placement coordinator for, uh, I can't remember if it's for the specific school or like. Yeah, it would be uh, their colleges now. But yeah, for each school will have a specific placement coordinator assigned to them. Yeah, exactly. Um, So mine was really fantastic and uh, and then before each stage of the assessment process for my placement role i'd go and speak to her about it and she'd give me advice and a ton of resources to be able to combat that so like for example there was like an isometric test um which is where like quite difficult numeracy test and online kind of um questions you've got to answer and what she provided me with was like a list of um, websites where I could go and practice that before I actually did it, which was really helpful because it kind of gave me an idea. Like a lot of these questions and the numeracy ones, they're like quite like percentage based. It's like statistics in a table and you've got to work out certain percentages quite quick. But yeah. having already done that practice, it, I, was, I was like ready when that happened. And then additionally to before my assessment center, I went to speak to her about it and she kind of told me uh, what, uh, of course, they can't tell you what's going to come up. But from their experience, they can say, these are the kind of tests that you may have to do. You may have to do this kind of group exercise. Make sure you've researched the company values and goals and objectives and that kind of thing. Make sure you've done your research on who's interviewing you. And that advice was, I think, really critical to getting um, that role. I think that's it. Like a, a lot of the a lot of the careers and placements team have, um, I guess, insights uh industry insights that again as i guess as you mentioned earlier you're not going to be able to just find on a website without physically going speaking to someone so similar to how to how you said you would speak to someone at a careers fair actually speaking to a placement coordinator or a careers consultant um about 
the kind of roles you're interested in or the, about the particular employer that you're interested in, then really might be able to offer some like super useful insights as to how you can impress that particular employer because of the links they have in that industry or with that employer. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend booking an appointment um, with your placement coordinator or with a career consultant, depending on where you're at and um, just kind of discussing your career aspirations if you're not sure and seeing what kind of insights they can offer really. Um, so we've kind of covered a couple of tips already. So I'm going to kind of push you for another one. Um, but what tips would you give or tip, tip or tips, give to students looking for a, either a placement or a graduate role at this point in time now? I'd say this is going to be like really brutal, honest and to the point. But in terms of placement, do one. Just, yeah. just do one. Because... Honestly, like I would say my placement year is my favorite year of my university experience. You know, I got to meet, I moved to London for a year. I got paid, lived with two guys who are still two of my best friends now. Fantastic opportunity. And then I came back to university my final year, totally remotivated, aligned, and, and like ready to like achieve it proper, like proper Kickstarter for me. You know, halfway through my degree process it was amazing. Uh, and I think in terms of like the graduate role, the advice for that, I'd recommend to approach things with an open mind. Don't just kind of like bookend yourself into thinking, oh, I've studied this specific subject, so I need to look in this field. You will have picked up as a real, you probably might surprise yourself in how many skills you picked up as part of your university course, but not just that. Perhaps you're volunteering, your community work, um, your part-time roles, uh, your societies, anything like that. Speak to a careers advisor and you could actually break down those experiences into real skills you've developed and employers want those skills. So don't just think about your subject area. Think about your skills as a whole and there'll be a lot of opportunities out there for you if you keep an open mind and don't necessarily pigeonhole yourself too early because there's so many opportunities to learn on a lot of these graduate schemes too and they're quite flexible with how you're learning. Thanks, Jordan. That's some really good advice. Um... I think we'll wrap up the episode there. So uh, thank you for joining us today and chatting about your experiences. Join us next time on the From Campus to Careers podcast for more advice and support on topics just like this one. And remember, if you want to find out more about the support careers and placements offered Aston students, head over to aston.ac.uk forward slash careers. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on our next episode.